got secrets I could never tell anyone. Dad, something happened. It's going to be all right. We have to send a message. I want who did this. I need a favor. No questions asked. I need more time! It's amazing what a man can do with the will to survive. And we're back on 4th and Forever. You guys know the drill, but today a very special guest, an NFL legend. He's one of the top running backs to ever play the sport, and he's got the strongest handshake I've ever felt in my entire life. Future Hall of Famer, Adrian Peterson. What's up, bro? Not much, brother. How you doing, Mark? Checking in on you, bro. I know uh, Tuesday's your day off, but uh, how's that body feeling? I know you're getting up there in age, but it sure doesn't look like it on the field. Another multiple touchdown performance for you. How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing, man. You know, I'm blessed. I kind of sit back sometime and kind of think about how great my body is feeling, you know, here and how great it's felt here the past couple of years. So I won't complain at all. <laughs> I like that. I like that mentality. Talk to me about this handshake. I remember meeting you after my rookie year down at Super Bowl in Miami, and I remember shaking your hand. We went to this event. Um, for Visa, that's when, you know, you wanted to be one of my best friends and I can understand I got this great personality and I'm like, AP, hey, I got a long list of people that want to hang out with me, but what's the deal with the handshake, bro? Where did that come from? Is that like a, you know, just like a dominance thing? Is that just, I mean, I know your nickname's all day, but what, what is that, bro? It's almost crushed my hand. Yeah. You know, that originated from a young age, you know, that's, that's where it kind of, that's where it started. And I got it from my dad. Uh, my dad, he has the same, that same grip, you know, <laughs> and, um, but I remember him always telling, telling me, you know, when you meet somebody, you know, you want to give them a firm handshake and look them straight in the eyes, you know? So from that age, when I met people, I should just shake their hand, look them in the eyes and try to, you know, give them a firm <laughs> handshake and, um, it developed to be, uh, a pretty good vice grip <laughs> over yeah, the years. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I would compare it to is a vice. And he said, look them in the eyes. Don't squeeze it until you pop their eyes out. Okay. So I think you misinterpreted <laughs> something. Um, I that but part. listen, you, <laughs> you guys coming off a huge win, but you guys went 34 to 30 coming off this huge win where you scored two touchdowns, but you had your head coach fired last week. What was that like for coach Bevel taking over? What were those conversations in the locker room like? And, you know, how have you and Matt Stafford had to step up as leaders in this locker room? Yeah, you know, anytime you go through a coach change, it's, you know, it, it can be difficult. Um, you know, so it was it was an unfortunate situation. You know, I really like Coach Patricia. You know, obviously they thought it was time for a change. You know, so they made the change and moved Bev into the intern um, head coach position. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, immediately things change, you know, because from, you know, you get different personalities um, when when you change coaches, like f- between coaches, right? Um, so the schedule changed tremendously. Yeah, and- I was just going to ask, you know, that was my first question, because one's like a defensive guy, this Belichick system and, and tree, and then you move to an offensive guy and Coach Bevel. Yeah, give me some of those changes schedule-wise, because that's a big deal to players. It changes up your whole yeah. routine. Yeah, it changed the whole routine. So for me, it was something that I, I that I love. The guys in the locker room, they were very appreciative of it as well. 
Um, you know, I think Patricia, his schedule was more, it was, uh, it was kind of more demanding, you know, it was like meetings after meetings, you know, maybe a five, six, seven minute break in between to kind of, you know, you know, hit the head or do what you got to do, grab some to drink. Um, but with bad schedules, kind of more your traditional, you know, your traditional type schedule. And, uh, I think that allowed guys to kind of take a deep breath, you know, and relax because sure. guys, you know, it is what it is. Guys are really complaining about that, you know, and I know when I, when I first made it here and after that first week, you know, I'm like, so, um, is this how the schedule is going to be or is he kind of, and he's kind of, is he kind of winding down or transitioning from the training camp, you know, schedule. Right. And it was like, no, you know, this is, this is what it is. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but for me, you know, whatever, I can grind through whatever. So, but um, I can see how that schedule could have been rough for a lot of, for a lot of people. So that was the first change. And then uh, the practice schedule was, as well, change and uh what i like about the practice schedule is it's kind of it give us the opportunity offensively and defensively to create more of a tempo more of a groove uh get into a groove and practice goes a little quicker as well um we have our special team um is our first period and then mm-hmm. we get into and while they're in special team we kind of doing our individuals and one-on-one work that type of stuff and then we get into practice and originally it was like three different special team periods throughout practice you know so you were cut and you were like 10 minutes special teams and you get back into your offense whether it was seven on seven or and then a team and uh you know vice versa with the defense and then bam special teams again so it just kind of it kind of for me it felt longer you know even though you probably after the same amount of time it just felt longer and it wasn't you you really couldn't get that groove um but you know we have a lot of leaders on the team you know matt of course you know, being that main guy, being here for so long and, you know, me just stepping in and, you know, I'm more of a, you know, I, I talk with guys as well and speak my mind, um, but I'm more about, you know, showing guys, you know, as yeah. far as going out there and putting the work in, how it's done and things like that. You know, Jamie Collins, we got a lot of guys on defense um, that were with Patricia down in New England that's mm-hmm. here. And those guys do a great job as well of help leading this team. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's, um, you know, I think so much goes into a coaching change like that. And wh- where were you when you found out? Did they like call a team meeting or did they send everybody a text message or how did they break the news to the players? When I found out I was here at home and I just got a group text from um, our position coach and, um, I was like, wow. And then after that, it was like text start coming, you know, the yeah. news break or whatever. And then they call a um, emergency team meeting. So we had right. a team meeting right. and, you know, they kind of addressed it and uh, named Coach Bevel, the intern head coach. And we just kind of went from there. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I remember you in our time together in Washington and uh, before we get into that amazing handoff that I gave you that, you know, you break <laughs> on, <laughs> it's like a 90-something yard run on Monday Night Football. Yeah. God, that was a good handoff. Uh, but yeah, it was. <laughs> I just remember. Right um, right that's right. That was perfect. But I remember you talking to the team, um, you know, throughout the week. And the way 
you bring your energy. One, you show guys every day in practice. You show them in the locker room. You show them by staying after, taking care of your body in the training room. But then you're, you're not afraid to talk to the players, right? And bring it up with the team and break down the team. And it was so impressive to see the way the guys just gravitate to somebody like you. You've done it for a long time. You've been so successful, but you're not afraid to give that wisdom to those younger guys. What is that inside of you that inspires you that way to to want to talk to players and motivate players? Um, you know, it's the passion and love I have for the game. And, and most importantly, the love and the passion that I have towards the guys that I'm playing with, you know, because that ultimate goal is to win a championship. And you're able to do that by making the guys around you better in any way possible. You know, so, you know, I'm always trying to speak wisdom um, into anyone that I can, you know, whether that's a rookie or a fifth year guy or, you know, you know Stafford, you know, a 12th year, a 12 year guy. That's just kind of how I'm built. You know, I'm built that way. Um, I understand the position that I'm that I'm in and the things that I've accomplished so far. And there's a lot of guys that that admire me, that looks up to me, that respect me because of that. You know, so you know, being able to use my voice in any way to uh, to help accomplish that ultimate goal. Um, with the number one goal is just making that person a better person and a better player. You know, right. that's, you know, that's, that's what I love about it the most. That's huge. That's so big. And it just permeates to yeah. the team, wherever you've gone, that's been the story about you. I got to experience that personally. It's incredible. Um, and then another Appreciate guy that, that I have a ton of respect for is Matthew Stafford. And I feel like he doesn't get the respect he really deserves and the credit he deserves. We were the same draft class and he's still going out there grinding. Last week, he throws for 400 yards, three touchdowns against Chicago. That's his 31st fourth quarter comeback since 2009. He leads the league. Talk about Matt Stafford, his leadership ability. And, you know, I saw him trying to scramble a couple times and he looks a little, you know, he's got some kids now. He's older. He's got the dad bod working. We got to get him. We got to get him on the stairmaster. Might have to get him on the versa climber. That's my only knock on him right now. Might be his conditioning. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you know, you know, he had that back surgery, so I think his yeah, back, yep. his, his back will probably be a little tighter this Sunday for sure. Yeah. The way he okay. was running out there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he need, he needs to get a little little more conditioning in to get those yep. legs moving. You know, body. <laughs> Body emotion stays in motion, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's terrific, man. You know, um, being around him, the time I've, I've been able to be around him, you know, I'm starting to see the, the greatness within him, you know. And it's, 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 a, it's great for me to, to sit back and see and, and watch him work and how he orchestrates the, the offense and how he talks to the tight ends and the offensive line and the receivers and he's always, you know, talking to the running backs as well. I'm like, shoot, I don't think I even got to study because when we're back there, you know, he's always, hey, you got the flat or get this guy, you know, like he's he's everywhere, you know. So um, I love that about him. You know, mentally he's always in tune and uh, just the competitor that he has. You know, when I look into his eyes, I can see it there, that fire, you know, is burning. You know, he wants to win. He's he's a uh, He's a top-tier competitor. You know, when I have the opportunity, I'm sitting there. When I sit there, and I look in his eyes, and I just tell him, hey, be great. You know, let's go. I love you, it. You know, That's we're, great. We're your back. You know, be great. Do what you got to do. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know how he takes it, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I feel like that's something important for me to continue to tell him, you know. Yeah. So he can continue to climb that ladder and, you know, 
accomplish the thing that he wants he wants to accomplish. You know, you can throw for four hundred yards, you know, lead the league in comebacks, but you know, you want to get into the playoffs and win championships and help your team, you know, continue that trend. Um, you know, so I feel like he's well, you know, on, on the path to to getting there eventually, without a doubt. And I mean, you mentioned the playoffs. Let's let's look at the overall playoff picture here, because despite sitting five and seven, you guys are just one game out of the NFC playoff race. Uh, this playoff picture, as long as you're not mathematically eliminated in 2020, it's anybody's chance, right? I mean, the Saints are on top of their division. The Packers are on top of your division. It's the Rams and the Giants, right? Those are the those are the four right now that you could essentially pen- pencil in. But you guys play the Packers this week, which would be a huge win. And you're right behind the 49ers. You guys are right there with the last fourth quarter of the season. You got the best fourth quarter comeback quarterback in the league. I mean, talk about your chances to make the playoffs right now and what you guys are thinking. Yeah, you know, it's all about how you how you finish. And, um, you know, I feel like we have a great opportunity. And that's one thing Coach Bev talked about when he took over. He was like, listen, we got five games left. You know, I'm going to give you guys everything I have as the head coach, you know. And, and you know, who knows where you guys are going to be next year. But, you know what, put everything on film right now. You know, we can we can control. The only thing we can do is control what we can control, and that's the mindset that we have. You know, so we got one down, we got four to go. Now we focus on Green Bay. You know, taking them down, and then going from there. So what else can we do but, you know, be nine and seven at the end of the season, and then see where the chips, you know, where the chips fall from there. So it's all about controlling what we can control. You know, of course. That's that's why you play this game. You you want right. to get into the playoffs and, and go chase that trophy, you know. So um, that's our mindset. You can feel the energy that we had last, you know, this past week. You know, guys didn't give up. We kept fighting. We had we had too many opportunities that we that we missed early on, but then when it really counted, you know, guys stepped up and made plays defensively and and offensively, and you know we came back, scratched back, and was able to get a W, which a lot of people didn't see that happening. You know, but it, it only matters what, what 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 we're thinking and what we're trying to go after, and our effort will reflect that. You know, so yeah. I feel like we have a great opportunity in front of us to, you know, do what a lot of people would probably think is impossible. Okay, good. Uh, when you guys went back and watched the film of last game, I gotta know because I've been around you a little bit. I know you want the rock. I know you're ready to run it. There was a fourth and one in the first quarter. <laughs> You're you're smiling because you did you just tell me did you talk to Coach Bev and say hey man we don't got to get too cute on fourth and one all right you guys handed off a little jet sweep and he got stuffed before he can make a yard he barely got back to the line of scrimmage I mean we got four games left Coach he said he's gonna give you everything he's got for 35 days right for five weeks yeah, so now yeah. you got about 28 days left what's the deal man tell him on fourth and one tell old Maddie. Hey man, just audible yeah. that thing. Just give me the dive. Just hand me off a dive. And you know what? Like, and my initial thought was, okay, they're gonna hand me the ball. Like, and you know, I'm gonna get the first down. But the right. first thing I said to Bev when I came off the field, I was like, great call, because it was. It, it, <laughs> oh, it, I thought you were being no, funny. And, no, 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 no. I was, I was being serious. I was like, that was a great call because I did my fake to the to the right, and so I'm looking at the jet sweep going to the left. Yeah. And initially, when I take off, I'm like, okay, that's first down. And all of a sudden, I see him getting, you know, he's getting drove back. And, uh, you know, like, 
we talked to Agnew. We was like, we was like, hey, bro, come on now. It's fourth and one. You got to lower your shoulder, and yeah. you got to get that. You know, like the it was the play was there. The play was yeah. there. He he just the, he just didn't approach it the right way, and it, it bit us. You know, then I'm sure Bear was like, dang, I should have just handed it off to Adrian. But it was a great <laughs> play call in the sense of it was there, and you know the player just didn't execute it um, the way he 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 should have. Football is in full swing, and the push to the playoffs is on. Every Sunday, don't miss the NFL on CBS for some of the biggest matchups because it's time for the contenders to separate themselves from the pretenders. Can the Chiefs repeat, or is someone else ready to dethrone the champs? The journey to Super Bowl 55 is sure to be filled with many twists and turns, and you can watch it all unfold every Sunday on the NFL on CBS. Then let's talk about, you know, early on in your career, you're with the Vikings. Any of your favorite Brett Favre memories from uh, being on his team? I, I know he's a tremendous competitor. Any uh, similar qualities you see between him and Stafford? Obviously, they're both very clutch performers on fourth down, you know, fourth quarter. Those kind of guys want the ball in their hands, and a lot of people have a lot of confidence in them. But anything you remember from Brett uh, that stuck with you your entire career? Yeah, man, just his personality, you know. I didn't really know what to expect. You know, you watch him on, on TV and interviews and you watch him play, you, you can get a sense from that that, you know, he's a down-to-earth, chill guy, you know, competitor, just like you, ultimate ultimate competitor. Um, but actually being in the locker room with him, his locker is right next to mine. He's funny, man. Like, <laughs> like, like we had – such a great time having him in our locker room. Like he talked nonstop, cracking jokes, <laughs> slapping guys on the on the butt. It's hard. You know he got these big hands, and he used to just bow, slap guys, <laughs> slap guys on the butt. And guys turn around, they see it's him. You know, they they start laughing. But I was like, I know that crap hurt because he hitting them hard. <laughs> but um, one story I remember, man, we were uh, in the indoor, and. Um, and that year, too, was my top year when it came to receiving yards. I had, like, 450, close to 500 yards receiving because yeah. we actually had a quarterback that would check the ball down to me, you know. <laughs> um, but I remember sitting down on a a leak route, or what some people can call it a stop. The leak was a little tighter. And I think the tight end or the receiver was running a, a pattern behind me across and he threw the ball, and it went. It was like one of those balls where I thought he was kind of throwing it to me, but I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, but that ball went by my ear, man, and that was the first time I ever heard, like, the ball whistle, you know, just. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, at 40 years old, he's throwing the ball this hard? And that's one thing that was so impress- impressive about Brett Favre is that in yeah. practice, he was throwing the ball like he was like he threw it in the game, you know, and yeah. I had so much respect for it because that's how I practice. That's the mentality that I you know that I practice with. But to see that, you know, Brett Favre even at the age of forty, you know, throwing the ball the way that he he throws it, it was it was just amazing to to be a part of it, and uh, you know to, to kind of share those moments with him. He's a special dude. He's been doing it for a long time, just like you. Talk about some of the uh, organizations you've played for. Obviously, the Vikings, Saints, Cardinals, uh, Washington, and now Detroit. What's your mentality when you go into a different locker room? And um, because you know, uh, just like I did, I was with one team for five years. You know, you're, that's you think you might play for that team forever, 
And then once you start bouncing around the league, you start meeting new coordinators, picking up new things along the way. Uh, what has been the best part about going to different teams and, and um, maybe some of your favorite, uh, your favorite things about whether it's the Saints or, or Washington? What, what do you think? My favorite part of it is just, you know, going to a different city and experiencing the culture there and, you know, how that organization run things. You know, that's been the best part for me because I've always been that guy. Like, I'm not like my guy, Larry. I told Larry, and he was just like, yeah, man, you know, I want to play for the Cardinals. You know, this was years forever. ago. Forever. You know, yeah. Forever. You know, I've been there. I was always that guy like, you know, I wouldn't mind going to a different team just to see what it, you know, what it, what it feels like. So to have that opportunity, and the first team I go to was New Orleans, whew, man, like it was – it was breathtaking down there because the culture down there is amazing. The food is just one of a kind. And then the people there are so unique. You know, you get the Creole, the Cajun people, you yeah. know, Haitian, like it's, 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 it's so beautiful down there as well. Um, and then, you know, the organization was amazing. You know, Sean Payton was probably one of the coolest coaches I ever, you know, you know, been around. And I'm sure a lot of people will be like, oh, he likes Sean Payton. You know, they, they think about the death the death stare that I gave them, but outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, Sean Payton was cool as a fan. Like I really had love for and still do have love for Sean Payton. You know, so it, so the culture there was was amazing. Then I was able to go to Arizona and be around my you know my boy Fitz and you know experience the Bagwells there. You know Scottsdale and get around some good weather, you know, brought me back to my API days coming out there you go. Of, of, co- yeah. of college. I, I never really thought about the opti, you know, possibly living in, in Arizona, but after spending time there, it's like, hey, I could actually see myself, you know, living here in, in, in Arizona. It's a beautiful place. The weather is always perfect. And, um, you know, you can't beat that. You know, the scenery there, the scenery there is, is amazing. You get the mountains, you get the the desert look, the cactus is just a totally different vibe. And then here in Detroit, like I've been blessed to, you know, to go to some some wonderful places. You know, Detroit. I mean, now here in Detroit, and then um, being being able to go down to Washington, Washington D.C. You know, it's like chocolate city. Cool. You, you know, you don't get you don't get no you don't get no better than that. You know, um, playing for the organization. That um, that represents the United States. You know, it's the capital, yep. D.C. Being able to put that helmet on and you know be around some friends there, and you know meet a lot of people, have some make some great relationships. It's something that I'll always remember. You know, so that was the best part of you know that that's been the best part of this journey, being able to go to some great cities, meet great people, uh, a beautiful place. You know, uh, take in the culture there, uh, you know, earn people respect by how, you know, I got there and I perform and what I do for the community. And it's been amazing here in Detroit. It's the same thing. You know, you think about that. That's great. Minnesota, New Orleans, Arizona, D.C. and Detroit. Come on, man. How many? I don't know if you know too many more cities that's better than that. (laughs) That's great. That's a great call. And we'll get to some of your community endeavors because I know that's been a big passion of yours is giving back, especially to the community you're in, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's your hometown or the different cities you've played for that you just listed. But this week, huge week for you guys. Um, I'm curious on your mindset going into this thing because you know you face the 9-3 and three Packers who, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just red hot. They're leading the division. And the biggest thing you see 
when you watch the Packers, they score a ton of points. So what's the mentality going into this one? Uh, how are the guys feeling so far? I mean, I know you guys came off a big win last week, but what's the mindset going into this week playing against Aaron Rodgers and the division-leading Packers? Coming out 1-0. and <laughs> yep. That's all we can do, you know, coming out 1-0. and You know, they are definitely a better team than we faced early on in, in the year. But even then, you know, we were up. 14, 21, 0, something like that. We, you know, we jumped out on those guys and they was able to scratch back. We can't allow that to happen. You know, just go around. Going against a team that can score so many points just like that and you can move the ball and create drives, you know, we have to eliminate our errors offensively and defensively. You know, so those are going to be the main things that we're going to learn from, you know, go back and revisit, you know, the last game that we, we faced those guys and see the things that we did differently. And we did wrong and do and, and yep. do it different, you know. Correct the things that we um, can correct from this past week and go out and know that hey, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a match right there, heavyweight match, and the main goal is coming out with a W. What about um? We'll bounce around the league quickly, but we talked about Alex Smith. Were you surprised at his comeback because you experienced that injury there with him on the field? You were right there. Now to see where he's come in two years. Were you surprised at his success this year? Did you know? Have you talked to him since? Yeah, no, I wasn't surprised at all. For the moment that it happened, you know, just looking, just looking at him, feeling his energy, I knew that he would be okay. You know, it's not like a lot of guys that could bounce back from that type of energy. Right. But every time I looked into Alex Smith's eyes, I knew that he was going to be fine. You know, I seen that warrior inside of him. I seen the faith. I seen the belief that he was going to come back and be better. You know what I'm saying? He was going to come back and, and play this game again. And um, so throughout the process, you know, from seeing him in the hospital, you know, fighting for his life, fighting for his leg, from seeing him in the building, just in there, you know, in the meetings, being around guys, talking to the quarterbacks, you know, just being around, his presence being felt, uh, from finally seeing him, you know, being able to do the rehab exercises and, and starting to work out to working out and grinding to seeing him push, you know, the sled, uh, just the entire, you know, grind process while he was around and in the building. There was not one time that I didn't believe that he was going to be able to come back and play this game of football. And it was all because when I looked into his eyes and I talked to him, um, you know, I felt the energy, you know, I knew that he was locked in. I knew he was focused. I knew he was on a mission. So to see him out here doing the things that he's doing now, it's not surprising to me, you know. I just sit back and smile because it goes to show that when you put your mind to it, your mm -hmm. body can do some incredible things, you know. You just have to be mentally tough to be able to fight through almost losing your leg, almost losing your life, you know. You got to be able to fight through that. And once you get through that, then you can reap the reward, you know. And that's what he's doing right now. So I, when we came, <clears throat> when they came down here and we played those guys, man, I remember just walking up to him, and it was just like we were just communicating. We're not even communicating. We were just looking yeah. at each other. I'm just like, man, I, I, I love you, man. I'm just so proud and happy for you. Crazy how things kind of come full circle. You know, like who would have thought that now, you know, this would be how you get the opportunity to get back out there. You know, yeah. like it's crazy how things, you know, just end up happening, you know. and uh, But make the best of it. He was like, you know, that's all I'm gonna, that's all I'm gonna do, AP, AD. You know, what that's I'm saying? great. So, it it was good to embrace him, and it's good to see him, um, you know, back and slinging that ball around.
He sure looks good. It's special to watch. It's it's really inspiring for people. Now we want to hit on some things from Oklahoma, your alma mater. The Sooners having a pretty good year, but a special Sooner now just got the nod in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is announced as the starter. You saw mm -hmm. him play at Oklahoma, played so well for them in the one season he was there. What do you think about him? What do you think about his prospects as a quarterback in the NFL? I'm happy for him. You know, I feel like it's a great opportunity for him to show what he can do. The time he had in in Oklahoma, you know, it was just a, a year, but he came in and, and he did a great job. He put in work. You know, he showed that, you know, he can be a guy that can lead, you know, lead a team, you know. So now that he just got the nod down in Philly to step in and, and, and lead that team, you know, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. Saw a glimpse from him, saw a glimpse of him, uh, you know, you know, the last, last game and, and I was impressed with what he was able to do. So it's going to be good to see him get four quarters on his belt and, you know, see how see how things unfold. What about your thoughts on the current quarterback and, um, you know, Lincoln Riley, this explosive offense? He gets a young quarterback that now he's going to develop. This is somebody who hasn't transferred in like Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, or Jalen Hurts. This is a guy that he gets to groom the whole time. What have you seen from Spencer Rattler? And um, are you excited about the future of his career? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he's going to develop into because right now you can see that he has all the intangibles to be something extremely special, you know, another Heisman Trophy type caliber quarterback we have there, you know. So under Lincoln, we already see what type of quarterbacks he produced um, and, you know, how guys rave about, you know, him as a coach and, you know, the players love him, the players love him, you know, so – it's gonna be it's gonna be good to see what he's gonna be able be able to help this young guy develop into being, and um, you know as far as the team, you know we're playing night and day from how we play earlier in the year, you know mm -hmm. earlier in the season, I was worried, <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I was really worried man because our running game really wasn't where it needed to be, you know of course we had the young quarterback and then our defense they really weren't playing the type of defense that we, you know, we need those guys to play. We need those guys to play. But when I say out wide defensively, those guys have stepped up to be able to stop the pass and stop the run. It's been impressive to see the, the switch. I don't know what switch, you know, but it, it it's clicking now, you know, and yep. you can tell by, you know, the energy that they have when they're out there playing. You're totally right. They look different. They look more confident. Um, we're talking about some of your, you know, alma maters, whether it's former NFL teams or your your college team. But did you happen to catch the Jets? Those those were my beloved Jets for a while. Did you see their game last week against the Raiders? Did you see the last play of the game? No, I haven't oh, okay. seen the highlight. Kind of refresh my memory real quick. They fired Greg Williams because he ran a zero blitz on the last play of the game, and he oh, ran a cover zero blitz, and they left it like. They left everybody man-to-man, -man, but when you run a cover-zero blitz, you usually don't have time for a double move, and they didn't have a free runner attacking um, Carr, the quarterback, so he just kind of steps up in the pocket and lobs this lollipop up in the end zone, and they end up losing with five seconds left. Let's go to, uh, let's go to NFL um, moments and your legacy. My, <laughs> and I know it sounds funny, but that handoff to you on the first play that I go in when Colt McCoy goes down was honestly, that was as close as I've ever been to you um, in an in a, in a NFL setting. And, you know, obviously we're getting ready for the game. And, and what a relief to go in and just hand the ball off and watch you run 90-plus yards for, for a touchdown on the first play. That was incredible to me. That was one of my favorite moments with you. 
But if you had to pick mm. one of your favorite runs, catches, touchdowns, uh, what what's the one moment if you had to pick one to relive that stands out in your mind? And, and by the way, that that run right there was the longest run of my career. Just let you know. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for such a great, perfect. Remember right there, there was the a TV timeout. Go ahead. Yeah, tell everybody, you know, I gave this incredible speech in the huddle. You know, it was like, uh, you know, like, remember the Titans or any given Sunday. And, you know, I'm the one who got you psyched up for that. I predicted it. Go ahead. Tell everybody what I said. You know what? I appreciate that energy, man. You know, I do. I do. But, uh, yeah, that was amazing, though. It was. But let me see. With that, I had to pick one play, huh? If you could relive it right now, your favorite run. Mm-hmm. God, there were a couple in Minnesota that just, I mean, you were just embarrassing people, stiff-arming people to the ground. Yeah. The Cleveland one was was, was pretty incredible, but um, I would say it was a pass It was a pass play. It was my first touchdown. My, my first okay. touchdown of my, of my career um, came from the hands of Tavares Jackson. Yeah. And uh, I can call it a, a wide route. So yeah. some people call it swings, depending on the yep. terminology. I remember him throwing it kind of, it was kind of like over my shoulder a little bit. And I remember hitting it with this hand, it kind of bounced up. And then it was like, like I was juggling for a second. And it kind of <laughs> bounced. It seemed like it happened really, really fast. But when you watch it, it was kind of slow. But it's like kind of <laughs> bounced up, bounced up. And then I just remember catching it. And I remember just spreading down the sideline. And. You know, Sidney Rice was making a great block uh, on the side, and it was just off to the races for me. For me, I remember getting in the end zone and jumping into the stands, and it was like, <laughs> what's the odds? You know, my first touchdown of my career would be, you know, a, re- a reception, you know, a receiving touchdown. So that's one that I remember a lot. I had one against Green Bay my MVP year down in, in Green Bay. And I remember pressing it all the way towards the edge of the sideline. And mm-hmm. it was like a couple guys pursuing. It was, it was really congested over there. It was a couple guys pursuing. And you would have thought that I was definitely getting tackled, you know, on their sideline. And I don't know how. I I don't know. Maybe the guy was scared of hitting <laughs> me, but he came and he tried to hit me. And I, he just bounced off. And I was just kind of shot up the sideline. Took off. <laughs> and I remember, and I remember that run because I had I had sports hernia surgery at the end of that season because I I had hurt yeah. I had hurt it maybe like four weeks prior to that so I was seeing Dr. Meyer doing everything I I could just to finish that season off and I remember just looking up at the jump, jumbotron and just fight and just galloping just like trying to pull that left leg up pull it through to get to the end zone. But that that is one that I remember because of the type of season that I had. I was coming off of the ACL, and it was just, man, it was just a remarkable, you know, remarkable season, and that moment was special to me. That is, those are incredible stories. We love those stories. And then talk about your, your charity and your, and your um, the ANA Peterson Family Foundation. You know, you're improving the quality of life and economic development of lower income communities. It's so special what you're doing with all the touchdowns this year. Why don't you explain the meals and how the touchdowns work uh, this season? And then if there's any, you know, website or information to, to plug, we'd love to plug that for you because uh, it's important for people to give back and, and do what you're doing in the community. But go ahead. Tell us about these touchdowns that you get uh, and the meals that you donate. Yeah, man. Uh, this campaign that we started, you know, holiday meals, 
in November and December. A&A Peterson Family Foundation, we partner with Athletes Corner. And what we're doing is for every touchdown, every line touchdown, we um, are donating a hundred, I mean, a thousand um, meals. Um, and for every touchdown that I score, it's 2,000 meals, you know, that we're donating to the food bank. You know, so we've been doing that, you know, we did it last month and then we're continuing it for this month as well. We donated 100,000 uh, meals on Thanksgiving, you know, wow. so that was amazing to, to do. You know, that following Tuesday, we, um, you know, we like presented the check and all that. I think it was it was given Tuesday. Um, and that was also part of our, our coat drive that we did as well. Um, so, you know, that was amazing to be able just to give back to the community, show the people here in Detroit that, you know, we love them and we support them, you know, and, you know, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, you can look up it's Adrian and Ashley Peterson Family Foundation dot com or A&A Peterson Family Foundation. And you can um, donate there. You can see what we're doing. It's not only here in Detroit, it's back in, in Houston. Um, you know, we teamed up with um, Brothers Produce in Houston and gave out over 350 meals, um, you know, to a low-income family during the pandemic and, you know, wow. had the nice little setup. So the only thing they had to do was drive through and we was out there sweating that Texas heat, you know, <laughs> hooking people up. But that's what it's all about, you know. It's all about helping others, showing people that, you know, we see that you're struggling, you know, we want to give you a hand, you know, we care about you and we support you. You know, being in this position that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about up, uplifting people and giving people a hand, you know, letting people know that, hey, you know, there's a lot of people out here that are, you know, that that have the platform and have the ability to give back, you know. So it's amazing. And also, so something else that, we're, that um, I'm doing as well with Rocket Mortgage, um, donating $1,000 to um, veteran homelessness, you know. So oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's the campaign that... That we're doing and so that's like three hundred and eighty four thousand dollars and that's every touchdown you know not just oh, wow. uh, you know the detroit lions but every touchdown um so it's been so far it's been and it's more now but in the, you know up till the end of november it was three hundred and eighty four thousand um dollars that they're, they're donating towards veteran homelessness so you know we've been doing some 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 big things man it's been, it's been amazing i'm blessed just to be in this position ap all day on and off the field uh how many more years you have left in you? I know you still got gas in the tank. And, and yeah. what are your potential future plans after football? Are you going to start a podcast? Are you going to, you know, have a, have a rival podcast to mine? What's the deal? Are you going to jump into media? <laughs> are you going to go be an actor? Are you going to go coach football? What, what are your plans, man, when it's all yeah. said and done? You know, I won't be coaching football. Uh, if I do, it won't be on, on this level, you know. Uh, maybe high school or middle school or something like that, little league. Um, yep. But, you know, I definitely want to, I want to get into real estate. Um, that's one thing that I've always been kind of passionate about. I'm all about making money. So if that's flipping houses, if that's, you know, renovating yep. houses, if that's buying units. Um, so anyway, to, to make money and re revenue, you know, I'm all about that. I, I thought about maybe getting into broadcasting, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a couple, you know, I've had a couple opportunities over the years, NFL Network here and, you know, doing some different stuff. So, uh, and then I have a lot of connections as well when it comes to that industry. So, um, you know, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out, uh, yep. you know, um, getting all my ducks in a row. But, you know, I feel like I got about four, 
You know, I'm 35, I'll be 36 in March. You know, why not play the 40 as well? You know, why, there why you not? There you go. My, why hey, not? my body is feeling good. <laughs> why not? You know, I, when I look back, I, I can be able to say, you know what? I gave it all I had. And no doubt. I wasn't out there just going through the motion. I was out there balling. Hell baby. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, whatever you do, we know you're going to be yeah. successful, and that's your work ethic. That's the way you're built. So thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy, and uh, stay healthy the rest of the year, and good luck in your uh, pursuit of the playoffs. No problem, Mark. Appreciate you. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.